BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition, big matchup tonight, Hornets versus the Hawks. We're going to preview the game, also talk about Terry Rozier's recent tear, and of course, wouldn't be a episode of the HHC without power rankings. We'll talk about all of these with the host pregame and postgame as well as sideline reporter extraordinaire for Bally Sports Southeast on each and every Hornets broadcast, Ashley Shamity. Ashley, welcome back to the HHC. Thank you, Sam. It's been a minute. I'm so excited to chat with you about this crunch time for the Hornets. Very it, it, exciting time. It really is. Things are starting to come down to the wire and a really big game here tonight against Atlanta. So we'll preview that one in a little bit. But I wanted to talk about power rankings first. Hornets coming off two very convincing wins. Not necessarily unexpected. Both New Orleans and Oklahoma City were really beat up when Charlotte found them. So a little bit of luck there for the Hornets. But nevertheless, even if there was no one in the gym, the way the Hornets shot the basketball, they were looking pretty good. So I think the Hornets are playing well right now, and we'll see if that's reflected in the power rankings. So I want to ask you, Ashley Shamity, where in the hierarchy of the 30 NBA teams do you think the Hornets should sit right now? I like where they're at. I mean, obviously, I would love to kind of move up to the 7 or 8 spot, and hopefully, you know, these last 13 or so games, they can get some wins and make a little jump there. I know we are neck and neck with the Hawks, which is why tonight's game is so important and very exciting because this is the kind of playoff style basketball that you want to see and you know if the season ended today we would play the Hawks and in the play-in tournament and uh, hopefully advance to that next game but man I like where they're at and like you said they were very great wins against two kind of beat up teams but the way they played yesterday 
or the, the last game against OKC, the turnover to assist ratio. I know they were shooting the lights out and, and everyone was kind of contributing and you love a game like that. But man, they had, I believe, just five or six turnovers to like 33 assists. And that is the kind of performance we love to see. I know turnovers can kind of be an issue sometimes for the Hornets. So that was really exciting when I kind of saw that final stat line on the final box score. So I like where they're at. Like I said, I hope that they can make a jump to even like the eighth spot would be wonderful. But as of now, we're just got to keep on getting those wins. Yeah, totally agree. I think right now the only thing the Hornets really have control of is whether or not they're the 9 or the 10 based off how they play. They're going to need a little bit of help from those teams playing Brooklyn and or those teams playing Toronto and so far that really hasn't happened here in the last week or so, but certainly possible when you apply that pressure by getting W's. But for this power ranking segment I need to know where in the top 30 you would rank the Hornets. So you said you, you, you hope they can get up to 8. Would that put them around what, 15, 16 in your power rankings amongst the entire NBA right now? Okay, amongst the entire NBA, yes. I guess I would kind of translate to that. And hopefully they can jump a little bit higher, like I said, with a couple wins, get to even like 12, 13. But yeah, I would would go in that 15 spot or so. I think that that's a fair assessment of where the Hornets are playing right now. What do you think? I am with you. I think especially the way the Hornets are playing right now. Granted, it's against poor teams that are playing poorly right now, uh, but still, those poor teams have beaten good teams in the last couple of weeks, so uh, it's not a gimme to go in Oklahoma City or New Orleans and assume you're going to get a W. But that said, even though you and I think they should be a little bit higher, NBA.com's power rankings say the Hornets are number 18 in their estimation, so the exercise we like to do here, Ashley, is I'm going to give you the three teams directly ahead of the Hornets. You don't have to pick two to push the Hornets all the way up to where we think they should be, but I want you to give me one that you think the Hornets should have been ahead of in these most recent power rankings. Your choices. This is actually pretty good. The Brooklyn Nets, the Atlanta Hawks, or the LA Clippers? Ooh, okay, those are good. You know, the Hawks are playing really well right now, but in terms of being evenly matched, of course you have Trey Young who just put up back-to-back nights of 40 or more points. But So it's between the Nets, the Hawks, and what was that last one, the Clippers? LA Clippers. You know, I'm going to say, because even though the Nets, we beat them once before, but just the superstar power they have, I I kind of agree with those power rankings. But I'm going to go with the Hawks, just because the games against them have been super competitive. They have a 2-1 to game edge over us so far in the series. But that game we won, we were down multiple guys. That was when Terry was out, LaMelo, Mason, all of the above. Miles has played tremendous against this team all season long. So I'm going to go with the Hawks. I feel like maybe we should be one ahead of them in the power rankings and hopefully tonight's game will prove that and we'll be able to get a win against them and and it'll showcase even more. But I'm going to go with the Hawks. I like it. If nothing else, it stirs the pot for tonight's game, which we always like. So I'm sure all those Hawks players and or broadcasters are listening intently to the Hornets Hivecast daily. So they'll, they'll have a little bit more bulletin board material courtesy of Ashley Shamini, but no, I don't disagree. I think Atlanta, as well as they played the last couple of games, they've been at home, and they're just a different team, home versus road all year. We'll get more into that in our game preview momentarily. Coming up next, though, I want to talk to Ashley about the last player she interviewed live on Bally Sports Southeast after that win over OKC. It's Terry Rozier. We'll talk about his recent tear next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry, so I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. 
Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber joined by Bally Sports Southeast host and sideline reporter Ashley Shamady, kind enough to join us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. So, Ashley, after that beatdown the Hornets put on the Thunder, particularly with that explosive second half that they had on the road in OKC, you had your one-on-one interview with one of the Hornets players, and the other night it was Terry Rozier who posted 30 points leading the way in a game where six different Hornets were in double figures. Everyone who played in the game wearing teal ended up scoring, but Terry Rozier, as he has fairly often since the All-Star break, was in the leading scoring role. Tell me your thoughts on how Terry Rozier has been playing since the All-Star break. Well, I just have to say to start, it gets harder and harder to take an interview because of how wonderful the Hornets played the last two games. We kind of, myself uh, with my producer, we kind of, in the last two, three minutes, say, okay, who do we think? And of course, it's usually Terry because of what he can do in the fourth quarter. So that kind of already adds to the type of player that he is and what we've seen him do. But in that game against OKC, Isaiah Thomas exploded in the second quarter, LaMelo exploded in the third quarter, and then Terry closed it out. And there's just so many guys that I could have interviewed. And I interviewed Isaiah at the half, which he was surprised about. He was like, wait, I have to do interviews too. And I was like, well, when you score 12 points in one quarter, you absolutely got to do some interviews. We want to talk to you. And so Terry kind of said the same thing. But but he's always joking. But, of course, we grabbed him and got that interview, and it's just how he closes out games, which is one of the many reasons why we've seen him have such success since the All-Star break. And just the last, I believe he's scored 25 or more in six of the last eight games, but, of course, double figures in them. And, you know, he's just been so consistent and playing his best basketball in this month of March, which bodes very well for the Hornets because we talk about it on the pregame show a lot. We talk about it during halftime, postgame, just how well the Hornets do when Terry does well. He kind of sets the tone for them and even if you know maybe he doesn't get off to the start to begin the game because sometimes I see a lot of you know Miles Bridges like we did against OKC he's the one who kind of got things going scoring wise in that first quarter and then like I said Isaiah in the second but it's always usually Terry that helps close things out that's just the kind of player that he is Um, and I think that is just such a special thing to have in your toolbox and, and to be able to do is to be able to you know produce in those big moments when you need them the most and yes the Hornets had a 15 20 point lead over OKC but they were competitive and and despite the injuries and despite their record, they put up 41 points in that first quarter. So they were very competitive. They're still NBA players, despite who's on that roster. So the Hornets definitely need to take advantage of every possession and really just, you know, make sure that they know how special and important each possession is. But for Terry, that's just something that I feel like he's done his whole career. And I'm loving what we're seeing from him because he, he doesn't have an off game. Knock on wood, he's been phenomenal since the All-Star break. And, and like I said, in March, he says it's because it's his birthday month. Um, I believe his birthday is March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. So we don't play on St. Patrick's Day, but we play tonight, the day before. So maybe he'll explode for 40 or more tonight is what I'm hoping. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, the best birthday gift for him uh, for tomorrow is uh, not just to have the day off, but to have one with a win over a division rival in the Atlanta Hawks. You talked about how his numbers have jumped in. It's really, you know, even for a guy who's near 20 points per game and has been for two years, it's noticeable how much more efficient he's been. And that's not to say he was inefficient before, but it's just striking how well he's shooting the ball and, and how well he's 
he's playing. His scoring pre-All-Star break was 18.7 points per game. That's among the top 30, 40 guys in the NBA to begin with, but that's jumped to 25 points per game since the All-Star break. His assists are up too, and his shooting percentages. He went from a 42% shooter from the field to a 51% shooter, a 36% shooter from three to 48.8% since the All-Star break. Even his free throws, he's only missed one since the All-Star break, so he really is taking his game to a new level. And Sam, it's also important to note he is doing it defensively as well. We were talking, Dell and myself, on the pregame show yesterday. He has recorded at least one steal in the last, now I believe, nine games because I think he had one against OKC as well. And that is hard. That's hard to do. I know it sounds like, okay, just one steal a game. But no, especially for a guy who plays on the perimeter like that and who can read the passing lanes like he does, it is, it's more difficult than it sounds. And he's able to do it on both ends, which once again just makes him such a dual threat player. And we just, we're loving what we're seeing. And I love what you said about that. You know, he is a consistent guy who would always put up maybe, you know, 15, 20 points a game. But this surge that we're seeing, just those extra couple points, and it's always usually like a sneaky 28, 29. Like last night, I didn't even really realize he had 30. I had to double check and I was like oh where, you know where did that come from because it kind of just ebbs and flows during the game and then he he really packs it in in the fourth quarter it seems and, and helps close out games but I just love what he's doing on both ends he's so active and he just wants to win he has such a hunger for it he's competitive he's just a great player to to obviously have on your roster and um, to have to close out a season like this the strength of the Hornets is without a doubt it's depth the fact that you have six seven eight guys who on any given night can go for 20 but that said you always need some someone who can take over and while the general sentiments are that this team really is in the hands of LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges those bright young stars this right now feels like Terry's time and he's taking advantage of it and trying to lead the Hornets on a playoff push well one thing that would help them a great deal is a win tonight would put them a leg up on Atlanta in terms of the standings put them in the driver's seat for at least the number nine spot and creep a little closer to seven and eight along the way we'll preview tonight's matchup with the Atlanta Hawks after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Ashley Shamadi, the sideline reporter and pre- and post-game host on Valley Sports Southeast with us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Big game tonight, Ashley. Atlanta and Charlotte have met three times already this season, and they're really hard to take anything definitive out of other than maybe don't go four for 36 from three. That's not a good recipe for success. Uh, the Hornets, in the two losses to Atlanta, shot the ball abysmally, not just for a team that is amongst the best shooting teams in the NBA, but for teams that are amongst the worst in the NBA, those were bad efforts. So kind of outliers, I would say, for Charlotte. And the one game they won was maybe one of the oddest victories of the year because half the team was on health and safety protocols, including the starting backcourt. So I don't know what we take from the previous matchups and put into this one, but I do anticipate this being a very hotly contested and hopefully very entertaining game. There's really no trends the last couple of matchups. They've been competitive and fun, but like you said, the one time we did win against them, we had our half of our starting lineup out. So there really isn't a trend to kind of look at. I, I'm, I'm wondering how Coach is going to scout this game just because of it, but obviously on the top of the scouting board is Trey Young. Because get this, Sam, in 24 hours' time, he put up 
I believe, 93 points. He had 46, I think, the first night and 47 the second night. It's just incredible. He obviously is at the top of the scouting report and someone you got to just watch out for, put multiple bodies on, as Coach Brega likes to talk about defensively. But he had 33 points in just the first half, set a new career high for points and a half against their against the Pacers and, and got a win there. And then he finished with 47 that next night, I believe. So I would like to think that he can't go 40 for three nights in a row um, is what I would hope, you know, and like to think. But obviously you got to defend him incredibly well, and it, it's going to be fun to, to watch that matchup with, you know, LaMelo and Trey. It's always fun seeing two really highly regarded point guards in the NBA. Um, but, yeah, just for the implications, obviously every game counts as we get down to the wire here. But when you look at the standings, I'm sure the guys kind of see that this one, okay, you know, this is a team that we potentially could face in the play-in tournament if the season ended today obviously and then just how competitive it is with this eastern conference team um it's going to be exciting i hope there's a lot of buzz and the fans are here and kind of you know maybe realize the implications of this one as well and really get into it but it would be really great to win not just to add another win to the the record and, and hopefully jump and get ahead of the hawks in those standings but just for future implications as well and maybe a team that will face just to know that you beat them couple weeks ago. Agreed. And home court advantage is real with Atlanta, whether it's tonight's game or looking ahead at a potential play-in matchup. The Hawks, they're a 500 record overall. Hornets are just below that one game under 500. But Charlotte's basically been the same home and road in terms of, you know, there's not a huge deviation. With Atlanta, that's not the case. They're nine games above 500 at home and they're nine games below 500 on the road. They're really tough to beat down there in Atlanta and they have a hard time beating anybody when they're outside of the city limits. So it's uh, it's a big game tonight with the Hornets with home court advantage and it could eventually determine home court advantage for the play-in. You mentioned Trey Young. I'm assuming he's your Hawks player to watch. Oh yes, absolutely. Like I said, I would think he would be able to go for 40 for a third night in a row, but you really cannot underestimate Trey Young. I mean, what he does for the team and also I don't know if I can add a second player to watch, but Clint Capella has always kind of done well against the Hornets. He usually puts up a ton of points in the paint, and then he's a rebounding machine. So him as well is definitely someone that you got to watch out for a dual threat. But, you know, having Montrez here is going to help tremendously, and, and I love what we've seen from Mason Plumley as well. He has been so aggressive in the paint and rebounding, and I love his behind-the-back type dunks that he does as well. Those are really fun to watch. So I'm excited for that matchup too. But as a player to watch, you got to just circle Trey our rules here on the Hornets Hivecast is I have to pick somebody different. So since you took the obvious answer in Trey Young, I'm going to go with Kevin Herter. Herter's made multiple threes in four straight games. He's shooting the ball well, 42% from deep, 38%. That's 42% from deep in those four games, 38% on the season. So he's been a very consistent, good shooter. He's the kind of guy that can take some of the pressure off Trey Young. And, and the Hornets sometimes are susceptible to these elite three-point shooters. Sometimes not even the elite ones get to good nights because the Hornets focus so much of their defensive pressure, rightfully so, on the superstars. you got to leave somebody open. So Kevin Herter's my focal point here for the Hawks. Let's go to a stat to watch tonight. What's the number other than points that you're looking at that could determine who wins this game? i got to go with the three ball just because of what the Hornets did in the last game. They shot just, I believe, 11%. They made just four. So uncharacteristic of them. And, you know, the last couple games, I love what we're seeing from them, from the three and just in general. So this Hawks team, they've got shooters. Like you mentioned, Kevin Herter takes some of that pressure off of Trey Young, and he puts up enough points as it is. So I think if the Hornets can shoot 
they're, you know, what they're capable of and what we know of, but not just four threes like the last time, which definitely was the difference maker. I'm going to say the three ball is going to be just as important again. I can't argue with it because, uh, again, it seems like as the three-point shooting is gone, so have the Hornets in these head-to-head matchups against the Atlanta Hawks. The win, the Hornets shot 45% from three despite not having LaMelo Ball or Terry Rozier available for that game. In the losses, they shot 18%, including that four-for-36 experience that Miles Bridges said would never happen again. Hopefully, that's not in the cards here tonight. But since you took that one, i got to go another direction. I'm going to (laughs) go with fast break points. Atlanta, despite having Trey Young, who's just a blur out there at times, they're not a big fast break team. They score amongst the least number of total fast break points of any team in the NBA this season. They're pretty good at their shell defense. They like their stopper at the back end, but they don't necessarily spring that into fast break points the way the Hornets do off of their defensive pressure. So I think that's an area of advantage here for Charlotte, and they they really need to make it one. Was not so much of an issue against Oklahoma City, fast break points specifically, but points off turnovers were huge, and sometimes that gets a little muddled with, was that fast break points, was that points off turnovers, but I think in general, Hornets speeding up the game is to their advantage, and forcing turnovers is to their advantage. That's the number I'm going to keep an eye on for this one. Last but not least, a Hornets player to watch. Who do you like, Ashley? Man, you'd think that we should go with Terry again because of everything that he's been doing, but I think I'm going to go with Cody Martin. I like what we're seeing from him off the bench, and I just, it's always the plays he makes that, you know, maybe don't always show up on the stat sheet, but just how he puts so much pressure on the ball. He's always in the passing lanes. He usually draws at least one charge a game, and I I love his style of play, and I'm going to say he is going to be one of the ones to watch tonight. Love the pick. He's definitely been playing well. I'm also going to slide away from Terry Rozier since we talked about him a lot. I'm going to say Miles Bridges is the guy to watch. Just as Terry Rozier has shown a jump since the All-Star break, Miles has done the same, but it's a little bit more subtle how he's done so. With Terry, we've seen a big jump in terms of his total output, his points, and all the numbers are there. With Miles, that hasn't been the case. He's averaged 20 points per game fairly consistently throughout the whole year, but his efficiency has really jumped. He's gone from a 30% three-point shooter prior to the All-Star break. He shot 38% from three since then, and that was kind of one big piece of his game that was missing. He took a lot more shots this season than he did last year, but his three-point efficiency just, just wasn't there, and it's a little understandable. A lot more time on the floor, possibly some tired legs, as great as he is. You know, those could have been factors, but he has figured it out and maybe been uh, refreshed, rejuvenated since the All-Star break, and he's shooting like it. So if teams choose to focus on any one Hornet, they tend to get into trouble, but you got to make them pay for that. If the Hawks choose to focus more attention on Terry Rozier, it's just going to open up more one-on-one opportunities and open threes for Miles Bridges. Therefore, he's my player to watch for this one here tonight. Whether you're tuned in on Sports Radio FNZ or the Hornets Radio Network or watching it on Valley Sports Southeast. We hope you'll uh, partake in the game tonight. We'd love to have you at the Hive. Should be a great atmosphere. Hornets.com for all your tickets. But if you can't get there, make sure you're locked in. Ashley Shamity, Eric Collins, and Del Curry will have you covered on Valley Sports Southeast. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you so much. Love joining you on the HHC, as you call it. It's always a fun time, and hopefully tonight's going to be a fun game and a result in a Hornets win. That's what we love to see. We absolutely do. Thanks again to Ashley Shamity of Valley Sports Southeast for joining us here today. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together, and most of all, to all of you 
for tuning in. We'll have another edition of the Hornets Hivecast for you tomorrow. Rob Longo back in the anchor chair, breaking down tonight's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.